You're listening to episode number five of Becoming by Design podcast with Moradion. And in this episode, I'm chatting with Funto Iboye on discovering your purpose. Hi guys, welcome back to Becoming by Design podcast, where I believe you become by design, intentional design and not by default. So thank you so much for spending some intentional time with me today. I know I've been away for two months. Gosh, I am so sorry. I missed being here. I missed doing this, but I was working on bringing you guys the best possible content. So thank you guys for sticking with me. You know, if you are one of my OGs and if this is your first time, welcome to the podcast. I promised you being here today will be worth it. I have an, a phenomenal guest and there's a freebie in today's episode. So definitely listen out for it. I'm really excited that this is the episode I'm returning with because I believe so strongly that we need to talk about this topic. We need to have conversations around purpose. I was recently invited to speak on goal setting to a couple of young women. And interestingly, 80% of the questions I got were on how do I find my purpose? The truth is the journey to becoming is the journey of purpose. And you have to believe that there is a grand design for your life. And until you understand that, you can't really be intentional with the woman you are becoming. So that is why I'm so excited about this episode. And I'm so excited about the guest that I have. She released a book earlier this year called This Purpose Thing. And I think it is the most simplified truth on the topic of finding your purpose. She's an interior designer at 528 Interiors and the author of many books. She's also the founder of The Beautified Network. And she believes she has been called to transform life, whether it's by beautifying spaces or beautifying faces. I loved this conversation with Funto Iboye because it was so refreshing for me and I believe it will do the same thing for you. So make sure you follow her on Instagram at Funto Iboye and on the 20th of July, she's hosting the fifth edition of her Becoming Conference. It is always such a powerful conference. You definitely need to check that out. So check out Funto Iboye on Instagram. Today's episode is sponsored by Capital Square. I am recording from one of their gorgeous private offices in Lekki. Capital Square is a co-working community for real people doing real work like me. They have offices in Lekki and Ikoi that are easy to use with fast internet and specially designed events and programs to help your business succeed. So definitely check out Capital Square on Instagram to find out more. And for being here and listening to today's episode, you get one free trial day to use their offices. Amazing. And you get 10% of your first month of your membership. So to claim this offer, to claim this freebie, send me a DM at Becoming by Design. Time to get into the conversation, guys. Get your pen, get your journal ready because you are about to get some light. Hi, Funtoa. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's so glad to have you. So, um, this is Becoming by Design podcast. And you have a conference called (laughs) Becoming. It's interesting because when I started Becoming by Design, everybody kept asking me, oh, are you working for (laughs) Funtoa? I'm like, "Uh, 
you know, I love her. I would love to work for her if she would hire me. <laughs> but no, I'm not working for her. Yeah, like everybody is doing something becoming. Becoming because yeah. it's such an important yeah, conversation. It is, it is. For four years, you've been doing um, the Becoming Conference. So this is the fifth edition yes. that you're about to have. Mm-hmm. I'm interested. I'm curious to know why Becoming and what does the word becoming even mean for you? When did you start this journey into becoming? Okay, so um, first question, why becoming? Honestly, let me just explain the story of how I got the vision for the conference. So I was in my, I was doing my prayer walk one morning. I just got married in November 2014. And this was February 11, 2015. You know how those fathers of faith remember this? <laughs> yeah. This was February 11, 2015, and I was tongue strolling around my estate, and literally, I just heard God say to me, be coming. And immediately, I knew that it was meant to be an event for women. Proud to this day, proud to this year, proud to this time, in 2011, I started a just a small gathering of getting young girls into my house to you know, talk to them about purpose, about relationships, about God, about different things, because I was going to a particular church, which I'm not going to mention, and I just felt like the girls who were my age mates, I could not relate with them on the same level, so it just felt like I was up here, and they were here, and I would try to have meaningful conversations, and they will be dragging the conversation to, oh, like, oh, one brother in church that they want to get married to, they just want to. Anyway, the conversation was usually about, oh, I just want to finish school, get, get a job and then get married. I'm like, there has to be more to life okay. than that, you know. So I started organizing this small event in my living room. I think the first one we had about 12, 12 young girls, and then I, I did like four after that. And then 2014, December, I felt I started feeling an emergency to have a bigger event. Okay. So same thing I've been doing, but on a bigger scale. And I really did not even know how to go about that. And you know, I just got married, married expenses, all of that and all of that. And I'm like, God, you know what? It's not your time, I'm not ready. So here I am, February 2011, and I'm praying and 2014. 2015. 2015, and I'm, yeah, okay. And I'm praying and God just it just was just really clear becoming. And I remember that. After that, after I took my walk, I just went straight to my room. I, I bought my journal and I started writing. I just wrote Becoming. I wrote down a date, July, I can't remember, July, some July 16 or so. I listed down names of people. I felt mm. like God was telling me, you're going to do this with them, you know. And that same very day, you know, I took, I, uh, after that, um, after that, I went to work. And that very day, I called all the people on that list. Everybody agreed with. Oh, wow. And we, we agreed for a meeting date. And then I looked for a hall. I know I already written July 6th. I think it was July 6th. I already written down the hall that we're going to use Terracultural. And so I called them down to book the date. I really did not have, I did not even know what exactly we were going to do. Okay. I already had all these things, you know, written down. And just said, anyway, long story short, so we had the meeting. And before the meeting, I kept praying about it, just really wanting to know what exactly are we doing here? And so God started revealing stuff to me. So that was even with the scripture in Titus 2 about our older women who should really come share. The idea majorly is that older women will come and share their becoming stories. stories because at mm-hmm. that time, and even recent, even up until I don't feel like there's so many women who have done great things, but there's no avenue for them to come and really share their story. So we only hear about the success. We don't hear about their journey to becoming. I agree. So that is really that was really the idea. So, you know, 
God was telling me that it was time for these older women to literally come and teach these young women by opening up their stories on a detail. Like, oh, this is what I went through. I had these challenges. So it's not that I just got, I just came to earth and then I became successful. No, so this is the background story, okay. the journey to my becoming. So yes, that's about the how becoming came about. And yeah, we've been doing it for really. This is going to be our fifth edition, and it's really been it's been a water walking journey. It's okay, been amazing. Like it's been amazing. Like God has continually shown Himself that this is His vision. Okay. Like, this is his thing. This is, this is what he wants done in this time in so many different ways. Like, so many testimonies. I was like, I think the second edition, mm-hmm. second edition, I remember that we didn't have funds to get a venue. And I had, my husband and I had some funds saved to pay our rent. Our rent is usually due, funny, funny enough, our rent is usually due around July. I already have funds. So somehow, I felt like God was telling me to, you know, use the rent for the company. So how do you have that conversation? <laughs> I read about it and I'm like, God, if, you, if my husband agrees to this thing, that means this is this is real. Well. So I had a conversation with my husband and he agreed. Wow. <laughs> and then the interesting part is the very so it's usually on a Saturday, right? The very next Monday, I get a call from one of our mentors and she goes, Oh, how much is your rent? When is it due? I, like I could not be. Did you tell her the story? I never had the conversation with her. Like wow. I never, I never like she did not know. Wow. I'm like, wow, God. You know, so like the different testimonies like that and it just goes on. Even this year's this year's edition. So I remember that I was having a uh, WhatsApp meeting with my with the executive committee in the morning and like, hey, this was in this was in May mm-hmm. and conference and like, hey, we don't even have any year to, you know, we've not started planning for becoming this year, blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. What are we going to do? So I was in my car, I mean, I went about my day, and I was in the car, I think in traffic or something, and I get a call that, oh, that's becoming this year, do you have a venue? There's this marquee I have, or in your wow. um, like this. I'm like, God, like, The God, person like, reached out like, to you. Yes, I'm like, God. So, like, it's just been an amazing journey of walking on water and totally trusting God. God that once he calls you to do something, it's going to get all sorted. That's, that's such a great story. <laughs> Um, so the concept of becoming, mm-hmm. how does that relate to your own story? Like how I'm interested in Funta, okay. you know, from studying accounting, right. <laughs> working as an accountant, right. <laughs> you know, doing makeup, <laughs> from makeup to branding and marketing. <laughs> yeah. You have quite a story. And from marketing, you are now, you know, interior design, then mm-hmm. you're the founder of Beautified Network. That's a story. Mm-hmm. So how is your becoming story, how has that led to you finding your purpose and discovering your purpose? Um, <clears throat> actually, my becoming story starts from, of course, way before I was even born. Okay. You know? So um, I have to say this part of my story because it's really important. So my mom and dad had me while they went still in school and they didn't oh. want me. So my mom literally told me that she tried to abort me three times. But me, with my strong head, I did not abort <laughs> So, okay, yeah, no, I don't right. think I've heard that story. I know, right? Yeah. So basically, so that was, I mean, and then for some reason they didn't get they didn't get married to each other. So my dad married someone else, and then my mom got married to someone else, right? And so I I'm right in the middle of two families. So all my brothers and sisters are steps, right? And from a very young age, I don't even know where that came from, but I always had this idea somewhere in my head that 
oh, God did not want him to belong to any particular family. So he wanted me to be in the middle and be just all for him. Mm. Like, no, no family can lay complete hold mm. or lay complete claim of me. You know, I don't know where I got that from, but that has really been, been what I, you know, what I lived by. And so, yeah, I grew up. I became, I went to school, I did accounting, I studied accounting in Covenant University. And honestly, I did accounting because um, my dad said that I should just put it in, in my jam for when you're feeling jam for. I really did not know what I wanted to do, to be honest. We just, all did not. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I just feel that and I got into school to read accounting and then when I finished, I remember that in my final year. So Asotara just become really popular then. And I found out that the way she had the academy where she trained makeup artists, and I really wanted to learn makeup. So I remember that in my final year, me and my friend, I got them together and told them that they should pray for me. I was applying for this scholarship. They prayed for me that I needed to apply, I needed to get this scholarship with House of Tara. It was like it was really serious. Anyway, I didn't get the scholarship. Mm-hmm. Right, and I was born. And so here yeah, I was, I finished school, I was waiting for NYC, I was not doing anything. And I really wanted to learn makeup. So I go online, I search for makeup schools. And then I find one and the training fee was 50,000 naira. I mean, I didn't have any money. That's a lot of money <laughs> yeah. for back then. So I wrote an email to an aunt of mine who lives in the UK and told her that, oh, please, uh, she, this is what I want to do. Can she wire money for me to, you know, pay for this training? And I just thought that, oh, she's like, oh, fun to actually, she wants to, you know, be useful with her time and her life, you know. Next to you know, I check my email and I see that she has copied everybody in the family, my grandpa, my uncles, and so all of them were, you know, just all going on. Wow. So me, after I've gone to Covenant University for four years, and I want to go and waste money, <laughs> learning how to paint faces, blah, 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 that, um, so I went to go and look for her, register for my iCard, oh my God, I said, oh, and I was really bored, I was really angry. And my mom did not even want to give me the money because my mom, Used to go to MFM and like mm. if you are going to learn makeup, it's like you're going to learn to be the devil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. So yeah, so like she she wanted she wanted me to learn soap making, but I'm like no. So I remember that I I I yeah after I mean it was really painful, so I really cried and then I remember that I went to the following day I just checked the address of the school that I found and I went there with the mindset that you know you know speak to the owner of the school and explain my predicament and just tell her that she if she could trust me enough that once I started my LYC I'll be paying back instrumentally. And I went there and I mean I spoke with her and surprisingly she said yes. You know so anyway that was how she trained me and I started doing makeup and even from there like three or two months after I learned makeup I did my first event which was a makeup event training people how to do their own makeup. So I remember that the theme of the event was get rid of your makeup artist. Like, I was so dead. <laughs> you who was learning yes. to be a makeup artist. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, I was so daring. And it was a big event. And people, I had like 15 people actually pay to come oh, wow. and learn how to get rid of their makeup, makeup artist. It was so, but so after that episode, I, I mean, I, I started NYC and I was working with an audio film. I just started to feel like there had to be more to me than just this makeup and this account. And meanwhile, I was also doing my eye can. Okay. But I, yeah, I was doing my eye can just to fulfill all righteousness. You know, these people, they are shouting because I can just do it for them, you know. So yeah, um, I just started to feel like there had to be more than makeup. 
there had to be more than just makeup. And it was in, in that period that I started that with those girls. Let me just stop there. You started to feel that there was more yeah. than makeup. Was it that feeling that led you to start this um, small meetings you were having with girls? It was part of it, but the major reason why that started was basically because I felt like the minute they were the way they were because they did not know. Okay. So I had gone to Covenant Universe, you know, I, I read all the preaching of mm. life, you know, about purpose, everything, like you're here for a reason, all of that thing poured it into us and are taking it from okay. university. So I just felt like those ones were not that opportune probably to hear so that kind, kind of, of information. information. So that was why they were thinking and the way okay. that they were. So I just felt like, I mean, it was my responsibility to at least share this knowledge with them because okay. they cannot just be living just to get married to a brother in church, you know. Okay. Do you understand? So that was it. And also the feeling of, oh, they just had to be more to me than just painting faces okay. actually. Yeah, so... That was that was about that episode. And then long story short, I, after after NYC, I got a job with an IT firm as the accountant, as a financial accountant. So we had two accountants, right? One was she, the other accountant was a management accountant. Me, I was a financial accountant. And you know as I am, I'm just thinking. <laughs> like, so I remember that people will come, like all these bank marketers will come to the office to see the accountant and you bring them to the accountant. <laughs> Uh, your boss, <laughs> like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> like you just couldn't believe it. Mm. So it was a really cool job. Like my bosses, which who were the owners of the company, then they were in their 28, 29, okay. you know, I was 22, 23. So everybody in the company was pretty young. And I had a pool car to myself. We had a pool car in the accounting department, but the other, um, the other, my other colleague had a own car. So oh, the sorry, the car was just yours. Just as yeah. as pick me in the morning, you bring me to work, you take me to work, take me back home after work, I know. So I was really living a life, and my salary then was really good. Okay. I mean, it was really good for me, because I really wasn't, I still live in my parents' house, I was not paying any rent, I don't have any kids. So it was really good. But after like, a little after a year, I really now started to feel like, ah, there has to be more to So the same again. feeling came exactly. again. Like I cannot just be sitting in office and be doing the same accounting day in, day out. There had to be something more, you know. And it was then that um so then I, I used to send because I had started this makeup and beauty stuff, so I used to send broadcast on BBM after Mm-hmm. to my contacts. Oh, BBM broadcast. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, to my contacts. and just share tips on beauty, lifestyle, just to share tips, inspiration, you know, mm. every, I think Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays. Then one day, someone says, you know, I said, Funta, you know what, you can collect all these share tips and put it in the book. I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and after like three months, another person sends me the same message. I said, Funta, you know what, you can collect. I'm like, okay. Okay, God, what I trying to say here? And so mm-hmm. I remember that it was at that time that I started to take it seriously. And I remember that I'll stay late, I'll stay back in the office when everybody had closed and I'll start collecting all of this and actually literally writing it into a book. So I did that for a while. I didn't know I had no idea how I was going to publish a book. I was just, mm-hmm. you know, just doing the manuscript. Like, okay, when I'm done, we'll And then I remember then there was this quote that really kept me going. I can't remember by who, but it says that you don't have to see the complete staircase, just take the first step. step. So like me just writing it was just taking the first step. When I get to the publishing part, we'll take the step, we'll take it, you know. So I really kept figuring and then when it was really time to publish, I sent it to I sent it to the publisher. 
and he sent me the bill. I was like, one point, you can't pay four million or something. Yeah, I've seen my first book. Yes, I've seen it. Because I don't pay four million. I had no idea where the money was going to come from, but I knew that I had to do this. Anyway, so I started the money. I, I, think I took a loan from a company. I did the book. And that book, there's nobody that sees that book that doesn't ask me if this book was made in Nigeria. Because like, the, the finishing was exactly, so good. Exactly. It is so amazing. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm, I'm so glad that you did that. I did that. Like, mm. And that book, that same book I gave you was the book that gave me a job at L'Oreal. Okay. Anyway, that's jumping. But anyway, yes, so I did my book. And initially, I published the book and I did the launch in 2013, July. I got to the, you know, I was already feeling like there was no sign. I just felt like it was time for me to leave. But I didn't know what I was leaving to. Hmm. I didn't know what exactly I was going to do next. And I remember that I got a message on LinkedIn about a position for an executive assistant for a CEO of an interior design firm. Right. Okay. I, I've never, I know, like, I didn't have any flair for interior design, nothing. But that's what you're doing now. Exactly. Okay. Like, like, you know, people who do it, so most people who do interior design, most of them say that they had a flair, like, mm. like arranging things. Me, I, I, I don't have that flair. I didn't have it. Okay. You know, so I got this um, email and then I went for the interview and then I was taking, you know, so I remember that I came back and then I had this. Interview my boss telling me that I wanted to leave, you know, already put in sent my resignation letter and I had a meeting and I was really trying to understand why I was leaving this job that I was paying this much to take the position of an executive assistant. I wasn't even going to pay up to half of what I was so doing. Why were you leaving? I just knew that it was time for me to leave. I was, remember that before I started writing mm-hmm. the book, I already started feeling like okay. there had to, to be more. There had to be more. I just knew, and when I did the book, I just knew that it was time to leave. Even though I can, can you, this feeling, can you explain it? Was there? explain it. Okay. just like a nudge. Like, I, okay. just, I just knew that this, this, um, Kenny has come to a close no. and it was time to move. Mm. You know, it was time to jump, move from the ship and enter into so the washer. <laughs> wow, what a knowing. <laughs> okay. yeah, and I feel like looking back on my own becoming story, it's really been a story of just really trusting God. Because okay. even when I didn't understand what next or when I didn't understand why, you know, I could have literally stayed in that job earning good money. Mm-hmm. I probably would have gotten a car. I'm sure they would have. I would probably be, I'm going to be the chief accountant for hey. It was just time for me to leave. Mm-hmm. I knew that I had to leave. So yeah. Anyway, that episode left, and then I started this job with the interior design company, and literally, I spent basically three months, exactly three months there. Okay. And anyway, that was where I discovered that I had this thing for interior, interior design because I remember that I went for the interview and I entered the showroom, and literally, I was like, wow, like I could not believe. Spaces could be beautiful. Like furniture could look this good. You know, everything was just speak up span was so Can beautiful. I ask what age you were at? I was twenty three. So at twenty three was when you discovered this, you know. So it wasn't inborn. It wasn't, it wasn't viewed in a dream. No, it, it was wasn't <laughs> like it was I had okay. a real connection. Okay. Design, like nothing. Okay. Like no, I didn't used to arrange my I didn't even care about no, oh, this is not just to sleep in a house, you know. I didn't even care about colours, like nothing. 
So that's interesting, you know, because a lot of people in their journey to purpose, what am I supposed to do with my life? Oh, how am I here? Why did mm. God create me? You know, a lot of times we tell people to, you know, what are you passionate about? And it's not like that conversation is wrong in I itself. Guess, guess. You know, be like, oh, what are you passionate mm-hmm. about? Hey, I'm passionate about sleeping. <laughs> does, that, does that mean that And, you know, for you, I'm hearing your story now. And, you know, even moving from accounting, something you didn't have a flair for, it was just, you know, that's what you should feel in the form. Mm-hmm. From accounting and then from makeup, it was, here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm finishing school. This opportunity just opened up. And from makeup, you move into interior design just because there was a nudge. There was mm-hmm. something that was exactly. telling you there has to be more. There's yeah. something more. And yeah. then, you know, you've moved into that. And, you know, um, permit me to share a story of how you moved from even interior designing and then you volunteered for a conference mm-hmm. at Live Your Dreams Africa yeah. where you sold your book and then somebody comes up mm-hmm. to you and then you get a job in branding and marketing. Exactly. There wasn't a reviewed plan no. to you from God that says, you know, after three years, you will move Nothing from here to like and this that. is your purpose. <laughs> so please explain this Nothing. purpose thing. So, you know, like I already said, it's really, your purpose is in God. I like to say this, that your purpose is not missing. Okay. Your purpose is really in trusting God and trusting that God is the one who has the scripts for every single one. I mean, what says that all the days of our lives are written in his book, written in his word. So if he has the script, he has everything, everything you're supposed to do every single day, he really has it written. So it's not left for you to trust him and trust those nudges, those little feelings or knowings that, oh, it's time for more, or it's time for me to leave, or and just obeying and trusting that you know him who has who created you who knows everything about you. So really your purpose is really literally in following God, mm. in obeying God, in living in God. The truth is that because there's really no purpose outside of God. Okay. Let's I mean, let's call it speed speed. There's mm. no purpose outside of God. Anything that you want to create outside of God. That one is your own ambition. That one is your self-made <laughs> purpose. It's mm-hmm. not your original purpose. I like to say that God did not create anybody without a purpose. I mean, when my mom was pregnant for me, when my mom found out that you know, mm-hmm. she was pregnant with me, God was not shocked and said, Oh my gosh! This a child that's not. Do you understand? What purpose are we going to give this child now? No. God had a purpose in mind. And he said, who are my name is send? Okay, who are we? Because God is in a train. He said, Who are we going to send to fulfill this purpose? Let's send food. So, and he sends me for such a time as this. And it did not even matter whether he was inside the wedlock, outside the wedlock, in between wedlock. It just I just had to come at this time. Mm-hmm. You know, so I like to say that really there no, there's no nobody was born by mistake. Yes, parents. The people might have made a mistake, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a mistake to, to God, God okay. really. So your purpose is really literally in God, in following Him, and as you keep following Him, it keeps unfolding. The truth is we never really understand going forward. It's not like I understood that when I was working in purpose as I was going, oh, now mm-hmm. I'm taking this job, it's part of my purpose. Oh, now mm-hmm. I'm becoming, I'm learning whatever, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this, whatever, it's part of my purpose. No, it's looking back. You now connect to looking back. Okay, I was here because of this. I had to get I had to be at this job because I had to meet this person because mm-hmm. this. So you connect the dots looking back. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think. So it's our purpose one thing. Is it 
um, I'm interested in conversation around purpose being a destination. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and I, I saw that you wrote that in your book that our purpose is sorry, the purpose is a journey. Mm-hmm. It's not a destination. Exactly. You, you you don't arrive at five twenty eight interiors and, say, and this say my this purpose. is my purpose. <laughs> it's been such a long time. <laughs> <laughs> But that our purpose is a journey, it's It's ever unfolding, but that in the middle of that, God will give us different assignments. So I'm interested in a conversation now about assignments. Are there different assignments on the journey to our purpose? What what was that like? Yes, I'll say that journey to becoming, this journey to walking in purpose. At different times and different seasons in our life, God will give us specific assignments. Specific assignments. Specific assignments and specific roles to carry on. And it's until we carry on those roles and fulfill those assignments, we will be able to move on to the next thing. So it's just like when you give your child homework mm-hmm. or, or in a school where you mm-hmm. have examinations. Until you pass this examination, you're not going to move to the next class. And I, that's really how it is with God. So... At those points where it's looking back that I connected the dots and realized that at the point where I was feeling like there had to be more, it was God literally saying that, you know, you have completed this assignment. It's time, mm-hmm. it's time to go on to the next thing. So what a lot of people do not understand is that, so they have this assignment, God has given them this job to fulfill a particular purpose at that particular time. And when that purpose has been fulfilled, instead of them moving on, they feel that much in there, they know okay. in their knower that there has to be, that there's more to them, they know that it's time to move on, but they are not moving on because they are scared and they are held on to that assignment and carried it on as their life purpose. Mm. Jonathan says, like me, if I held on to accounting, I said, you know what, I read accounting, I did, I can't parents spent so much money sending me to school. This has to be my purpose. It has to be my purpose. And mm. Holding on to and then again, and I have a good job, like my boss doesn't want me to go. I have a car to myself, I have money, I have it's so comfortable, it's so easy to just stay in that comfort zone of mm-hmm. I mean just going with the flow. But when the time is up and you already know, so that's why we have a lot of people who they've gotten to the peak of their career, but they are dissat- they are dissatisfied. You know, they are not they don't, they don't feel fulfilled. I have a I have a friend who used to work in a bank and she used to tell me about her boss. The boss was married, she had kids, but she would stay in the office from like she would be the first person to get to the office and last person to leave. And she was very disappointed to the boss. Those kind of people, if you dig deep down, you know that yes, they have all the money, they have everything going for them, but deep down, there's no sense of fulfillment. Hmm. Do you understand? They, they are not happy. So is that that lack of Fulfillment, that dissatisfaction, is that like a pointer to yes, something it's, more? Exactly. So you're saying we need to pay attention exactly. to these nudges. When exactly. we start to feel like, hmm, something exactly. is calling to me, yes. that's a pointer yes, to. And it's only in talking to God and listening to Him, we know, okay, this, this, this is time for this and it's time for you to move on to the next. So because a lot of people lack that in their life, they lack that relationship with God, they really do not know how to handle those. So my final question on purpose is, do we discover our purpose? Can we say that my purpose is to be the next best thing in Slicebury? For example, can we, do we get to a point where we can come and say, 
Moradion, this is your couples on earth. Yes, I think so. Okay. I think so. Even though we're still, we never get to that point where we say, now I have become. Mm. We never get to that point to say, now this is fully my purpose. But we, to a large extent, we understand. So right now, I know that my purpose is to literally transform lives. So whether it's by beautifying faces or beautifying spaces, the core of that right. <laughs> The core of it is literally to transform lives. And so I understand right now that what I'm doing, or what God is doing through 528, is not just about designing spaces, not just about decorating spaces, mm. but that through what through this work, lives are being transformed. And it's real because, you, I mean, there's so many testimonies of life that have been transformed through the spaces that we have Just done. through design, exactly. interior design. Do understand? So, like, I'll just share one. I know I had a client about a year or two ago who... You know, we designed our studio apartment. And I remember that, you know, while I was designing, usually when I'm, because literally I own my business like it's God's business. Like me, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just the servant here, you yeah. the CEO, you know, and literally everybody knows that in the company. So we had this client and did our studio apartment. And I'm like, I remember that in our living room, by the time we finished designing the living room, I just decided to put a mirror in the living room, a full length mirror. And I didn't even know why I did it, but, Every time we have a client, I literally go to start speaking in tongues, praying. I really don't know what you know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Even when I'm going to markets or going to a store to buy stuff for that project, I'm literally like, honestly like just leaving to buy the right things. Wow. So I put the mirror in the living room and we finished designing and like we, we completed our work. And like three weeks after this, on a Sunday morning, on a Sunday afternoon, I was still in church and I received one long message from this client and it was basically about how you know, she had been raped like a couple of years before and she had never looked at herself in the mirror. Like she just felt worthless. And when she saw the mirror in my in her living room, like she was like, why did this house put a mirror in this living room? Wow. And so that Sunday morning, you know, she was going to take her bath and then she came out of the bathroom and she just said, you know, let me even take a look at myself in the mirror. And she looked at herself in the mirror and she started crying. And she realized that she, that was that was basically the beginning, the beginning of her journey to healing and you know stories like that i'm like wow like just a mirror like you know like a good because i've just been Mm. and so different testimonies different stories that we've had we've done a living room for a couple who have been married for over eight years and they have never sat together in that living room before and so i get a message from the client after we finished our work done our design and she says that for the first time she and her husband are sitting together in their living room and I'm like, so you know, it's really for me the core. You would really understand what the core of what you're doing, what exactly. the assignment so is. So even when I was busy painting faces or beautifying faces, the fact that I'll do someone's face and she's like, wow, front, I never saw myself this beautiful, you know. It was, I mean, that's that's just so even if tomorrow God says front, you're not doing interior design again, shut down five twenty eight. I like I'm not even going to waste time about it because I know whatever it is that I'm doing next is still going to life will still be transformed exactly and even with the becoming conference it's really about the souls that need to be transformed yeah so I I believe that you would understand what your core is but they'll just be different expressions of it yes and so we shouldn't get confined to what we're doing this Mm -hmm. assignment Mm -hmm. because as long as we there's a deeper sense of that knowing that this is 
what God wants to do with mm -hmm. my life, mm -hmm. wherever I find myself in, whether it's in makeup or exactly. interior design or fashion or singing mm -hmm. or stuck in a bank mm -hmm. or as a lawyer, there's just that thread that will yes. run through it. Yes, exactly. interesting. Thank yes. you so much. Thank you. Thank so you I so have uh, my three becoming questions that I okay. ask every guest mm -hmm. at the end. So my first question for you is, what is your personal mantra? <laughs> what do you tell yourself often? Recently, I think you want me just what I've been telling myself really lately is I am the woman for the job. Hey, <laughs> you I took that out of my book. It's my Instagram post. Wow. Oh my gosh. Where is it? Like really, I am the woman for a job. God has an assignment. Like literally, God sent me. I am the one for this job. Really, I think that that's that's. I mean, that has been coming up in my conversations with myself recently. Yes, yeah, that's so cool. So my second question is. What are you currently working on on yourself? What part of yourself are you looking at? Hmm, I think I need to reshape, change yeah, this. So get mean, better. It's not even what I am currently, it's what God is the work that God is currently <laughs> doing. Yeah, so I remember that I had a conversation with someone about two years ago where I literally told the person, I know what's me, I'm done with envy and pride. Like I can never be envious of anybody, I can never be prideful. I can never be prideful, you know, like God has already dealt with me, it's done and dusted. <laughs> I know that Ewo. <laughs> like until God, like a few months ago, I really started dealing with envy towards someone who is actually my close friend. Wow. Like I'm like that was really literally God telling me. You see, I thought you said that this thing is done and dusted. It. How come this is, is still here? And God has really been dealing with me. So it's been like I've been on this journey where God has really been bringing out stuff in my heart that it needs to burn away and burn out and it's been a, it's been a heart-wrenching journey but I mean just submitting to the fact that I mean this is necessary for the next level that God is taking me to he has to deal with this now and you know, just submitting to him and it's I mean it's been amazing you know, it's been cool. tough. so yeah God has been dealing with me on envy and pride yeah Okay, <laughs> so we are not just the only one. No. <laughs> All right, that's cool. And then finally, to bring the interview to a close, if you were to write your biography, yeah, yeah. what would you call it? <laughs> uh, I really don't know. It would either be, it's just not that Michelle already would take it. Like, <laughs> too late. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think it will be called Beautified. <laughs> That's what I had in mind. Really because really, I feel like my life has really been beautified, honestly. Yes, I've had challenges. I've had my own share of downs. I've been through the highs and the lows. But really, my life is really beautiful. Like, Aww. I literally know and feel that my life is really beautiful. And it's simply because God. Really. Because God? Yeah, so I think it will be beautified for me. That's so cool. So my first book was inspired on my last, last book. book. Looking forward to reading yeah. that. <laughs> Thank and you so, so much. Thank you for, Thank you for being here. All right, guys, make sure you register for the Becoming Conference yep. on the 20th of July. Yep. Go to Funto's page at Funto Iboye on Instagram and at the Beautify Network on Instagram. Yep. Get your tickets and be there. Yep. Thank yep. you guys yep. for being here. Bye.
I'm so glad that you guys made it to the end of this episode. You know, what I really learned from this episode is there's a difference between your purpose and your assignment. And we should always be conscious and mindful not to glorify our assignments, uh, you know, to make it seem like that's our purpose. And then, you know, it's time for you to move to the next thing, to the next assignment, perform the next role, be ready to move. So I want to know what hit you the most. What did you learn from the episode? What are you going to start doing? Let me know. Please send me a DM on Instagram or reply to the comments. I would love to hear from you. I'm really grateful to Funtoy Boye for being here and sharing her becoming story, being so real, authentic and being honest, you know, with us. So definitely check out her books, This Bubbles Thing and In Love With Aba. And make sure you register for the Becoming Conference on the 20th of July. You can find more information by visiting our page on Instagram at Funto Iboye. I love you guys. And always remember you become by design and not by default. <laughs>